iOS helps you control which apps you share your exact location with. There's more to iPhone. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. And welcome back to Wine Times, brought to you in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club. With me, comedian and wine novice, Susie Ruffle. And me, Will Lyons, the Sunday Times Wine Columnist and Vice President of the Sunday Times Wine Club. Throughout this series, we'll be joined by a handful of your favourite celebrities for great wine and great conversation. As always, I'll be sharing my expert wisdom on all things great related, from the history of vineyards across the globe to the science behind your favourite wines. And I'll take on my favourite role as apprentice of wine, the voice of the people, as I inquisitively ask the questions that we're all thinking. Like, why do you call some wines by region and other wines by the grape type? Oh, another great question, Susie. Well, it's because every country has a... Well, when will you learn? Save it for the podcast. We're here in Borough High Street's oldest and most marvellous 17th century pub, the George Inn. So here's to good wine and good times. Discussing and decanting with Susie and myself today is a celebrity chef and TV presenter, Ainsley Harriet. Ah, yes. Ainsley is the key ingredient when it comes to many of our favourite cooking shows on telly and across the airwaves, like Ready, Steady, Cook, More Nosh, Less Dosh, and his latest series, Ainsley's World Cup Flavours. With rigorous culinary training and lots of experience from working in some of London's most sought-after restaurants, it is no surprise to anyone that Ainsley's talent for cooking has led to lifelong success sharing his secret to the perfect recipes on our screens. But today it will be me and Will taking charge of the grilling as we get a taste for what Ainsley likes to top up his glass with when he chows down on his favourite foods. Hello, Ainsley. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what I call an introduction. (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you, guys. And uh, it was really nice of you. And uh, it certainly gives me a feeling of... Wow, yeah, been around a while when you start mentioning all those wonderful things. Well, this first thing that I said to you when you came in, we've we've met each other before and we did a job together, but... I feel like you've been on telly all of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm 36. So you've, I mean, you've, you've always been there, really. You've always been cooking on my telly. I know. And, uh, and I'm excited to be able to think that I'm still doing it after yeah. all these years. I think in all of our careers, it doesn't matter who you are. It's a bit of a roller coaster ride, nothing mm-hmm. down, you know. And there's a period when you kind of dip a little bit. But even if you're passionate about something, you find another avenue, you find another way, still incorporating your passion, your culinary, you know, vibe that you have in you to continue to do it and then suddenly it comes again and there I was you know what five or six years ago back in the Caribbean uh, making a series there and it suddenly all comes back again it's your turn and I think we also have to be patient when 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 it's not happening for you because inevitably it is somebody else's turn in everything else in everything we do and give them the grace someone gave you the grace so it's important that we reciprocate that and give that back 
Yeah. What do you really want to say? Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> you know, such... Feel like butt lead, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a lovely way of, of putting it. But also that's like testament to you that, you know, that when you've gone through those sort of quieter patches that then someone has gone, oh, Ainsley, of course, mm, it's Ainsley. Mm, it's Ainsley's mm, turn again. Mm, which mm, is, mm. yeah, testament and, to... And often that comes about because of people like yourself who listen to, they suddenly, over a period of 10 or 15 years, they get into a position of authority, of power. Of <laughs> Not <control>. like me then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All this authority oh, that I've got. It still looks fantastic. <laughs> um, they get into that and suddenly they want you because they remember how... You know, you influenced them yeah. when, when you were younger, when they were growing, when you, they were growing up, and they saw you, and you gave them that energy, that passion, that enthusiasm to generally feel excited yeah. about food or whatever yeah. it was. And I think that's, that's something quite special. I should have said wine, really, shouldn't no, I? No, yes. that's true. I, I imagine, like the wine route with food, there's so much to discover that even if you lose, and, and, you know, your, your enthusiasm sort of wanes for one particular area. You can then reignite it with a oh, completely absolutely. different. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And one of the reasons you can reignite it is because things are constantly changing all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Food, you know, we know about the wine, the way things are produced, the fashions that we have now compared to, to you know, twenty years ago is amazing. Right? And so, yeah, there is movement, and as long as you are part of that movement, as long as you you get on the train and you can see it, you can feel, oh wow, look at this, look at that, and you can share it with people. And boy, being in a position where you can share your culinary skills and knowledge is that, that's what we're here for, isn't it? If, that, if that's your personality. And did you always cook from when you were a little boy? Was it always was the kitchen like the place where things happened in your family? A lot of that was down to my mum. Yeah, answer is yes. You know, we were really fortunate my dad was in show business. There's a bit of money around. So my mum went to the supermarket or went to the market and there's a freedom. Oh, I'll have a bit of that. I'll have a bit mm. of this. You know, there's a, it was a time when I'd be at my friend's house or friends, I'd go around there, we'd be playing and it'd be tea time. And the parents would tell oh, young man, time for you to go home now. Mm. Because it was their food and it was quite structured and it was limited. Yeah. Uh, you come to my house and say, come join us. <laughs> the food upon the table, come sit down, come <laughs> eat. You know, it was one of those things. And that's what I grew up with always. And even my father, when he was, uh, we had a beautiful Bluffton piano and I used to sit under and observe everybody. Mm. And my mum would bring in bits of food and share it with people. And I just look on their face, I thought, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Giving someone something and going, wow, this is really good. What an easy way. And I love a smile. I like <laughs> to make people happy. Yeah. You know, in life, some of us, that's, you kind of learn, didn't you? Some of us offer different things. And I always wanted to offer, to give people a, a sense of happiness, a sense of joy. Oh, I think you've done that, Ainsley. Well, I've done it already. Yeah, I'm you smiling. really have. <laughs> ah! yeah. Thank you for coming We haven't had a glass of wine yet, have we, Get pouring <laughs> some. <laughs> So, so, talking of get pouring, what would you what would your go to be if you were out having dinner? I think it's sort of common knowledge now that I do like a Pinot Noir. We've heard, um, and <laughs> I, uh, I do. I've got to tell you guys, I went off to do the Christie's wine course many many years ago, oh, right. and I was going out with a uh, a girl called uh, Jemima who was. A little bit posh, you know, mother ran a restaurant. <laughs> With a name like Jemima, you'd never guess. <laughs> she was lovely. Anyway, um, and um, they had a restaurant. Her mum, Jane, would buy uh, all these wonderful bin ends, but people would come along and say, oh, try this and try that and try this, all these different... And I try, and I used to... I thought I was really good. I thought I was really, you know, this is it. You know, I know everything about wine now. And then, uh, of course, Christmas came, and I got about 
10 books on wine. <laughs> and I, I quickly became quite bored with it after yeah. that. It's just too much. You yeah. get to that point where it's a saturation. Yeah. So you start to pull back. <laughs> right. It sounds like we've already had a drink, but we haven't. Well, let's, let's open a bottle. So our first wine. Yeah. So we're going on a bit of a Southern Hemisphere tour. I thought we wouldn't have okay. any European wines. So we're going 6,000 miles away and we're going to one of the most exciting wine producing countries on the wine route today along with Portugal, is South Africa. Mm. And you can feel the excitement. I think I said on this podcast series before, before the pandemic, there was a big South African wine tasting in London, which was only open to journalists and trade and professionals. You had to queue to get in, which is unheard of. Wow. I think the wine show got refused entry huh. because wow. the excitement around South African wine at the moment is just palpable. And they've got so much going for them. They, 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 mm. they have great old vineyards. They have a wonderful climate. Mm. And they've got a new generation there who are ambitious, focused, and want to make some of the greatest wines they can. So let's go. So let's taste. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I've been down to South Africa on several occasions, actually. And uh, the passion that they have for their wines is, is second to none down mm. there. They're really good. And what's even more exciting is that the pound compared to the rand means that we can have three bottles instead of one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is made by Mike Graham, and it's from oh, lots it of different good. parcels. He buys in parcels of grapes and, yeah. then, oh, okay. and then blends it. It's a blend of two grape varieties, Chenin Blanc, which is mm. the famous mm. grape variety of South yeah. Africa, which you also find in the Loire Valley, and Grenache Blanc. And it's just a lively white wine. I thought it would just get us going. And what I love about having a great, great chef on this series is I always like to ask about, I love food and wine pairing. And just thinking what what you would serve this with with regards to food. It could quite easily go with a, any fish dish. Mm -hmm. People do talk about occasionally um, having meat with a, a white wine, but I, you've got some, such a wide choice now, such a yeah, variety yeah, yeah, of exactly. stuff going mm. there. It's got a citrus kick at Citrus, a bit of gooseberry, Yeah, you say? but there's some tropical stuff. I mean, yeah. I wrote down cardamom. Mm. Um, it's got this tropical edge to it, hasn't it? Mm. It's quite interesting. And I haven't done a wine tasting for a while and suddenly goes back and you, you know, what word would describe what you're actually tasting? And I was often told, I used to do this wine course, Christie's wine course, and they'd say, the first thing that comes to your mind, just spit it out. Yeah, yeah. Because we try and describe it and you kind of, you know, someone's, oh, sour cranberries or something like yeah. that. Just spit it out. Yeah. Get it out there. And just write it down. It could be a tick. It yeah, could be a cross. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a star. You see, um, it's one of the difficult things, I think, when you start tasting wines, you can't say, what, what 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 would you kind of marry it with or what would you serve with it? I like the idea of something just, just grilled. I, I kind of think, especially with the way we're going at the moment, simplicity is mm. absolute key. Oh, I totally agree. You know, you can add one or two big, bold flavours to thing with the most like that, like an earth of chilli or something like that that's got that sort of sweet, smoky flavour mm. to it or something like a gochujang, you know, which is the um, a fermented kind of chilli paste that you just put on things. But something that is simple, not like 20 different things going yeah, on. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it kind of dissolves everything. It takes everything away and then... You lose it. You certainly lose your... How much would you pay for this, Will? I don't like to give out the prices because okay. I always like the guests to think, you know, how much. But I think... three ninety nine was... <laughs> no, no, no. Between 10 and 15. <laughs> a lot of times you can show people a really expensive bottle of wine and it's like looking at an old master, isn't it? Mm. And they just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And yet it can be the four ninety nine bottle that just everyone loves because mm. it has lots of immediate appeal. 
has lots of fruit, has lots of it's it's very supple. Until the following morning. Yeah. <laughs> Until the following morning. Oh, oh my head. <laughs> Something I'd like to ask you, that you've got so much skill in the kitchen. When it comes to, you know, it was Sunday yesterday, if you, when it comes to a Sunday, maybe you've got the afternoon in, what would you cook yourself? What do you, um, what do you go to as like your comfort food? I think it very much depends where you are at in your life. Right. You know, uh, now that my children have grown up and they're kind of adults, it's very different compared to when they were younger. Mm. And there was two or three different options going there, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, right. I don't like that. Don't want that. <laughs> um, but uh, now for me, what I'm quite good at doing is marinating. So I'd, put, I'd see something and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll take that home and I'll, I'll marinate. And I've got some lovely herbs and spices mm. and especially when you've just uh, done a series and you've been testing yeah. you've got loads of stuff and you're desperate to use it up you know I just do not want that sort of opening up your cabinet and taking out and some spice that says 1999 yeah. or something like that you know that's depressing isn't <laughs> yeah, it yeah it really it's is it's almost <laughs> like saying my god have you don't have you been doing any cooking but I do uh, like to just chop things up I put some onions some garlic some ginger all the things I've got in there a few spices like an all season spice or mm -hmm. something like that marinating something off and then you know even if you sort it off a little bit later on it is so pleasant I I tend to be a little bit lazier instead of having lots of dishes of three or four things laid out it might be something quite handheld mm. a little bit of pita bread or something Ooh, yum, like that yeah. and I'll put some some crunch in it. it could be just lettuce but something with a bit of a kick and a bit of a spice and I sit down there and eat, and I, th I find that really pleasurable. Mm. If people are around, Susie, then yeah. I'm more inclined to kind of be a bit more elaborate because they expect a chef yeah, to turn up. Yeah, I was going to say, you? is that if why? If you came round and I gave you a kebab, you wouldn't be would be happy, <laughs> would you? Well, I don't know if it was a really good kebab. <laughs> but yeah, there must be a certain amount of pressure when people are like, oh, Ainsley's for dinner, I want to have lunch. Oh, uh, there is. Uh, yeah. really. That's when I get out the gin, give them a few yeah. gins. <laughs> they won't know what they're eating. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it, love it. Not as much as that second bottle of wine. <laughs> well, <laughs> well we so the there. first one we're going to the Forager from the Western Cape. I did a bit of research because we don't ask the guests before you come on what's your favourite, but I knew you liked Pinot Noir. And I thought the home of Pinot Noir is Burgundy in France, but we're on a sort of Southern Hemisphere tour. You know, if we can travel vicariously, we're going to take off from Cape Town and we're going 6,000 miles, not north. We're going east to Melbourne. Mm. And we're about an hour south of Melbourne in a place called the Mornington Peninsula. Cool climate, because there are only a several places in the world where you can grow good quality Pinot Noir. It has a thin skin. It's temperamental. Mm. It likes a temperate climate, not too hot and not too cold. And just below Melbourne, you get that sort of, again, a bit like South Africa, you get those wonderful cool breezes coming in off mm. the sea. And I think they make really interesting, cool climate Pinot Noir. So this is a winery that was, I think, established in 1997 called 10 Minutes by Tractor. <laughs> and it was, it, it was made, it was an amalgamation of three different vineyard sites, all 10 minutes within themselves, you know, mm. uh, by Tractor. And if you go there, which I've been there, uh, they have the tractor outside. I like that, though. It's great to have a, a memorable name. Yeah. This, I, know, I know this one, yeah. Do you? Yeah, 10 Minutes by Tractor. 2018, yes, owned by Marcus <coughs> Ben. It, it's yeah. quite famous, isn't it? Mm. It's a fine wine. Great. So, you know, the price of this is well north of 20 pounds mm. let's see well let's worth. taste it <laughs> yeah i know let's I mean, taste uh, it then bit, 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 bit of excitement going here look at this yes uh, that's a that's yes. a fine uh that's a pinot noir um, um, color there isn't it if i ever did see one. Oh yeah let's have a smell oh this is good. a wine that will get better and better so if you had it if you open it at lunch by supper time it will be tasting yep. even better 
Well, if I opened it by lunch, it would be gone by supper time. <laughs> beautiful. It's beautiful. It's very hard. I think um, it's beautiful wine. Winemakers love it because it's seen as the ultimate test to grow great Pinot Noir. Mm, mm. um, oh, that is good. Mm. That is really nice. There. Yeah, let's have a. I just love the. I, I love what it does. I love the way it sort of passes through you, mm. kind of, you know, and it just kind of eases through your. Well, the cavities all up here through your nose and everything. It's just so proud. I'm, I sound a bit pretentious here, but I really do mean this, uh, listeners. Yeah. That it. It's just. <laughs> It, what it does, some wines just kind of resonate with you. They just you just feel comfortable with them. This, this yeah. is lovely, isn't it? Mm. Yes, mm. and it's sort that? of a marriage between fruit and spice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's enough acidity. So I talk a lot about texture. It's light. It's sort of it's almost like um, on a very basic level. It's like you know skim mm. milk as opposed to full fat milk, isn't yeah. it? And again, it's a wine you could probably have. Going back to salmon, you could have this with fish. You could mm. have it with pork. You have it with roast chicken. You but you could have it with meat. Yeah, we could have it with... Um... Yeah, it's versatile, isn't it? Yeah, you could have it with a curry. Not too spicy, that would ruin it, but yeah, yeah, gently yeah. spiced. Yes, 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 yeah, um, yeah. Duck, yeah. Mm. It goes uh, everything. Cut through. Duck, duck, yeah. good, good call, duck. Yeah. It is so pleasurable, it is. isn't it? It's something that uh, if you want to spend your money on, then you yeah, kind of why think, not? wow, why not? Yeah. And it's... Um, no, that's the other thing about wine. It's, it's only ever going to be part of your life, probably. Yeah. But it should be the good part. It should be yeah. good. How much would you spend, uh, Suze? If you, if you oh, went to a restaurant, I know, you know. It's, I mean, it's, I, it's, I don't make money like you do, Ainsley. So it's going to be a different thing. But I would say the most I would go to, I'm always worried about, you worry about getting it wrong, don't you? I That's know. the thing. Well, when you're yeah, spending a lot of money, I you know, think, oh, God, I really hope I enjoy it. It's honest. It's kind of, yeah. it's, it's, what you, it's what you do. And uh, I would tend to probably spend about 40 quid. But if we're going somewhere that's like really nice. Is it a restaurant? Yeah, in a restaurant. A restaurant, okay. Oh, if we're going somewhere quite nice, I might go up to 70 or 80. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I'm just a comic, yes. Ainsley. No, no. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm a comic too, yeah, because that's what I would spend. Um, I think going out and, and, and buying it, you know, you got to, uh, whether I go to a wine shop or I yeah. go to the supermarkets, mm. supermarkets have put a lot of pressure on those little wine guys now yeah. because they buy in such bulk and they're able to offer deals. But let's be honest, um, when you do go there, you can pick up some fantastic wines. And, you oh, know, yeah. And what, what I've noticed uh, to both of you is that uh, the knowledge, people's knowledge of wine now has grown oh, enormously. Huge. And they Usually. walk it, and they and when something's good, it's off the shelf in yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone talks about it, everybody wants it. Yeah. And um, and you just know, recommended by you know the buyers of yeah. you know yeah, yeah. whatever it is. You know, talking about how much people spend on a bottle of wine. I mean, you know, can you tell me the average price of a bottle of wine of a per you know the, the average spend on a bottle oh, of wine? That's a good one. In the UK, oh, in the UK, because the first. Uh, four or five quids tax now. Yeah. So I think the average spend, I would say, not much more than that, because I think the people are getting into wine, we still, you know, if you're talking about the you know, upper classes and stuff like that, and they know what they're buying, but I'd say no more than about 10, 12 quid. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'd guess about, I'd say even I'd say even a little bit less than that. Well, Nancy's right. So, so you pay 20% VAT yeah. on every bottle. You also pay um, excise and import duty, which is £2.23. So actually, the average spend is six pounds thirty-two. There you go. Mm. So it's not a great amount. There you go. I know. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? You know, I, I have a different currency for wine. 
<laughs> if I'm going to buy a pair of shoes or a jacket, I'm yeah. like, crikey, that's expensive. Yeah. But I look at a bottle of wine and say, oh yeah, that's fantastic no, value. And it could be could be quite a we lot. We just prioritise things <laughs> exactly. in our life, don't we? We really do. It's, it's strange. Wow, isn't it? you see that five or six quid? I'm a bit worried when I see five or six quid though, yeah. because you know. Because we are knowledgeable. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. It's about people feeding you information and yeah. you having discovering the pleasures of what wine can bring to your meal or to your cheese or whatever it is. Yeah. And it has to be said, you know, for the actual liquid in the bottle, that's £6.32, you're only looking at about 20 pence. Yeah. You know, after you've paid for transport, yeah. the glass, the retailer's amazing. margin, the barrels. Yeah. yeah. That's shocking, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, the, 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 there is an issue that we you know we do have to pay our farmers. Yes, and 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 keep. So who's earning the profits then? Is it uh, who? Where does the money go? Where does that big? Well, chunk well if you think of it, I mean, if you look at six pounds thirty-two, a lot of that goes to the Chancellor of the Exchequer, who I'm not even sure who who that is at the moment. <laughs> We've had so many. <laughs> so, so it's my turn so next we, week. We are We're all getting a go at that one. Exactly. I've heard. Yeah, it might turn next week. Yeah. <laughs> I know you were a performer for a while, but you were at the culinary school when you were 17. So at one point, were you doing both at the same time? Not quite. Um, I got to the stage where I was training as a chef and that was all going really well. Then I went on Interrail with my friend Charles mm-hmm. one year and I took some time out and we toured around and he had the he had a guitar and I had a few percussion instruments and we wrote a few songs and we discovered that we thought, you know what, if we want to... Uh, want to eat well huh. we're gonna to have to get a bit more money so we go into these squares and play and stuff like <laughs> that yeah, yeah a busk but uh it's quite embarrassing when you came to pay your bill because we paid in stacks of austrian <laughs> shillings or something <laughs> 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 or, or pesos or, or, or pesetas wasn't it yeah. or what was the other thing that lira lira yeah, yeah lira. absolutely and, you know there's so many there's so much lira because it was <laughs> can you imagine it's about a thousand lira to a pound wasn't it or something ridiculous <laughs> So, but um, it was a very, very special time that, you know, and being able to uh, just just travel around with your best mate and know that, God, at the end of this, we're going to eat really well yeah. and drink really well too. And uh, he was Greek, Greek origin, and uh, he actually ended up becoming the uh, vice principal at um, Geelong Grammar School. Oh, Name's Charlie fantastic. Scudamore, and uh, Mr. Scudamore. And... Uh, he liked his wine, and he really likes his wine now. So when you talk about Melbourne, yeah. it's very close. Geelong's very close to the Melbourne oh, region. So he, yeah, and him and his wife, Anne, every time I go there, we drink some fantastic wines. Yeah, and the wine culture there mm. is so relaxed and informal. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it couldn't be further away. Well, they're not as stuck up as the French. They're not yeah. as stuck up as Europe. Even in yeah. South Africa, they're not as stuck up. There right. is a, a, a little bit more of a, a relaxedness there. And... Uh, and I think it comes through in their wine. Didn't yeah. you? P- people talk about food. If you're relaxed cooking food, how it's so different. You can get mm. different people. And if you're a bit tense and you're cooking the dish, you tend to overdo things just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And a relaxedness is why I you know, I spent my whole career so making people feel happy when they're in the kitchen. If you're happy having a good time, it comes out in the food. Yeah. yeah. Do you know? is Wine Times with Susie Ruffle and Will Lyons. And we'll be back with more great wine and conversation before you even get the chance to top up your glass. VoiceOver describes what's happening on your iPhone screen. VoiceOver on, settings. So you can navigate it just by listening. Books. 
contacts. Calendar, double tap to open. Breakfast with Anna, from 10 to 11. And get on with your day. Accessibility. There's more to iPhone. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Right. Now, we're we're going back to Melbourne Airport. Okay. And we're we're on the way home, but we're going to go 8,000 miles east, and we're going to drop down into Los Angeles. And then we're going to drive north. We're in Paso Robles. This is almost the antithesis of Pinot Noir. It's Cabernet Sauvignon, which is spiritual home, I suppose, would be Bordeaux in France. But this is a big, rich, bold, ripe red wine. You know, you think of deep winter, Saturday night, you put on the fire, it's cold outside and you want something really... It looks like chocolate in the bottle, doesn't it? Dark, dark, (laughs) dark. 70, even 80, 90% cocoa solids in there. Oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. Look at that. Oh, look at the colour of that. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. What do you think, Suze? Oh, that is, yeah, hearty, isn't it? Mm. Suze is dressed in a uh, rather <laughs> ravishing... Um, Plum suit. Uh, yeah, suit of... Uh, is, is it corduroy? It's a corduroy suit. Corduroy yeah. suit. Very, very cool. You look really. I love the way it's schlocky. But it's the same colour as mine. Yeah, wine. it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's wonderful. Well, actually, it's wow. uh, uh, the aromatics are good. There's blackcurrant there. Yeah. Bit of sort of plum. Mm. But also there is a bit of dryness, like tobacco leaf, sort of greeny leaf feel. I like that. Big and bold. Oh. It is big and bold. But I think when you're a little bit newer to wine, which I am, I'm a bit of a wine novice that's sort of my job on the show I like wine but I don't know much about it I think sometimes with a big bold flavour you sort of know where you are with it Yeah, you're like oh I understand this it's sort of it's big it's plummy it feels full you know you you haven't got to search for a flavour no exactly so I mean going back to your your first question the easiest entree to wine is the immediate flavours the the Mm. big bold flavours of perhaps the southern hemisphere so it would be oaky creamy vanilla chardonnay in australia or tangy gooseberry new zealand sauvignon blanc um ripe blackcurrant cabernet from california and then as you discover wine a bit like food you search out complexity and nuance and delicacy and I always like to give the analogy of music. You, you, you sort of go on this journey, and at the beginning you're listening to Aha and to Pow. <laughs> By the end of it, you're Wagner and Bruckner because you are looking for, and your palate changes. You, you, get, you get accustomed to the, mm. the big immediate f- flavours. 
and then you get sort of weary of them after a while. You think, well, that, that, that was nice, but I want to move on to something a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more earthy. I'm struggling with this, Will. Yes, too. Because, well, uh, after the... Uh, perhaps I had too many sips of that uh, delightful um, Australian Pinot Noir, but... Uh, it's it is just so it's so big. <laughs> I think that I think you said that tobacco-y thing. Do you know when you sometimes in the old days when you smoke and you used to get taste in your mouth and it was just like linger there too mm. much, and that's just lingering a little bit too. Yeah. What? So this is what this is the type of thing that you know a really slow cooked kind of lamb or something like that. I was there, thinking, I was you know, the, that sort of 10, 12-hour job. Yeah, but you want this for something like mashed potato as well, wouldn't you? you know, it's, it's just got so much... You're talking about your own personal dinner here, aren't you? <laughs> the <laughs> smile on his face when he said that mashed potato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what else you could have this with. A burger. Oh, oh, oh yeah, OK. A burger would yeah, be delicious. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I'm with you. It's not... I totally see where you're coming from. It's... And, and, well, um, when Angie first came in today, said, I don't like the big, bold flavours. I said, you're cranky. We, you <laughs> probably aren't going to like, like mm. wine number three. It's not a wine I would naturally open at home mm. because it's a style that is so sort of in your face. But it's hugely popular. Hugely. Hugely popular. And there is a place for this. Do you know what it reminds me of? When I went to get my uh, one of my tyres replaced and they were come <laughs> the air and everything else. And I smell that. It's got that kind of that release of I don't know what it is. It's it's kind of you know people say yeah. instantly talk about what what comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. and it's that kind of rubbery thing of uh, air and uh, I mean how, how do you describe describe it? I think people will know if that unless you're driving an electric new electric <laughs> car, you'd have no idea what I'm talking mm. about. But you know when you get your your tires changed and you go there, there was those smells circulating around. Quack, 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 and everything's going on all those, all those <laughs> wonderful sounds that you get when you go to those places. And uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, there's sort of dark fruit there, but there's also a maybe it's from the oak actually, that American oak, uh, that sort of coconutty. It looks beautiful in the glass, yeah. though. It really does. If you ja almost like damson jam, the more you have it in your mouth, and you pull the air across. Mm. But you wouldn't want this. Well, you could have it at lunchtime. No. But you probably want to have a lay down in the afternoon yeah. if you had yeah. a few glasses yeah. of that. And uh, I have to say, it's served in the most beautiful class. How important is it for wines like this to breathe? Very. So we've got a Dartington glass here. Mm. And I think the bigger the glass, with the thinner the, um, uh, the glass, the better. And like all the reds we've served today, they'll be tasting better tonight, you know, mm. with several hours of, of, of air. If you're having a dinner party, how early should you be opening your wine well, this before is a your big, guests Well, this come? is a huge bone of contention because my colleague on The Times, Jay McQuitty, said that you shouldn't be decanting wine. Okay, for, for wine lovers, it's nice to see the wine develop in the glass and discuss it. But if you're serving it for your friends and family and you've got a fine wine, you want that wine to be tip-top condition. Mm -hmm. when you. So I would say... Open the red wine, if it's a really, really good wine, and decant it an hour before everyone arrives. Even if it's, it's sort of a nice glass. Yeah, put it into it. Uh, yeah, one of those it, it would definitely improve there. If it's if it's sort of ten pounds under, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much. I would just open and, and pour. Mm. And certainly How about six forty nine. Yeah, <laughs> <6 .49. laughs> 
pop in a straw and off you go. <laughs> exactly. Or if it's a white wine, I wouldn't worry too much either. But it's only those fine red wines that you need to decant. Mm, beautiful. So really. what's your favourite? Well, it has to be the uh, Pinot Noir because I, I thought it was excellent. I really did. You can see how much I've, uh, I've drank of that. I thought that was really, really good. And I love the fact that Will's taken us on a not only uh, uh, you know, a taste a tour, but a global tour mm. too. We're going to different parts of the world here. And uh, that's really exciting because it just kind of opens us up a little bit and makes us realise, wow, you know, you can get some fabulous wines from all over the world yeah. but I think if I had to settle anywhere I'd probably go down to St Kilda in Melbourne sit on the beach with a <laughs> bottle of Pinot Noir and uh, let the day just drift by well, that's where but, we're going right yeah. now let's go Yay! <laughs> but also we're just talking about the World Cup weren't we before oh yeah yes. and a great game to play which I devise but I, I imagine it's been devised before I went to the 1998 World Cup in France okay and we used to pit the teams that were playing. Well, the idea was we would taste the wine from all the regions where yeah. they were playing. But now, of course, you can play, say Germany are playing Italy, you can get a German wine and an Italian wine. And while you're watching the game, you can then have your own little competition. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. It's a German, yeah. German, yeah. World well, Cup drinking game. Gone are the days of Liebfraubitsch or uh, Blue Nun or yeah. anything <laughs> like that. You know, it's... Uh, well, anything that they make very good Pinot Noir there, which they call Spätburgunder. Yeah. And um, what's it called again? Uh, Sorry, Spätburgunder. Sh- sh- uh, yeah, yeah. Or Spät Spätburgunder, and um, it has a sort of clovey, Christmassy flavour. So it's more, more spicy. that like cram- yeah, more spicy cranberry, yeah. Yeah. Uh, more opaque, and um, they make very good examples down in the sort of Baden Baden, you know, around there. Isn't it great? Yeah, I think that's the comforting. Th- thing isn't it food mm. food yeah. when you kind of marry that with the with the right type of wine and uh i've come up with something because you know i've got a series out at the moment which is all about the sort of uh football which is the 80s world cup flavors my tv um, <laughs> it's no, no truthfully though i was looking at some of these amazing um dishes that capture the flavor of the country for instance we've got the cameroonian um peanut kebabs Ooh, yeah. and stuff like that and it's kind of i think they call it uh, soya or is it suya i think suya is the nigerian version of it which they put a lot more ginger in but again it's spicy it's peanuts it's all those type of spice that that are mixed together blended together and then marinated and then you literally pop them on the the char grill or you mm. pop them on your barbecue or something like that and eat them really big bold flavors what wines are we talking uh, looking at the three that we've had today we, we're looking at something a little bit more intense do you think yeah to, with the peanut kebab yeah i mean well I, the, the peanut wine you could do it mm. and you could ch- you could slightly chill it down in the fridge actually mm. now can i just uh oh, I, I feel almost wrong saying this but i think loads of listeners would sympathize with me I sometimes put with my peanut, I put a lump of ice in there. Is yeah. that wrong? No. Well, so I'm quite relaxed yeah. as a wine columnist and a wine critic. Mm. Um, Letty Teague, who I used to write, she, she writes for the Wall Street Journal. I used, to, yeah. I used to work with her. She has a really good tip. Put the ice cube in your Pinot Noir just for a minute. Swirl it round. Then take it out. Mm. And then it won't dilute the wine. Okay. But the wine It'll will be, be chilled. chilled. But look. Drink, wine to drink it a little bit quicker. <laughs> Who was she entertaining at the time? <laughs> <laughs> but the answer is, you can drink wine any any way you like. Yeah. You know, as long as you enjoy it, you, you like can put lemonade it. in it if you want and make a sangria, make a long drink. Mm. If you want to appreciate it 
as a as a as an intellectual exercise, and that's different. But if it's just for enjoyment and refreshment, I, I I've got no problem. Oh, that was great. Cheers. Cheers. Great. Cheers. Oh, thank you very much indeed. What an absolute pleasure. I've got to come back here again. <laughs> That's it from us. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Wine Times in association with the Sunday Times Wine Club. Produced by Anya Pierce and the series producer is Ben Mitchell. You can follow the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just do this via your favourite podcast app. We'll be back next week with more delicious wine and another great guest. Remember that all of the wines we tasted today are noted in the episode description and you can get your hands on all of them from the Sunday Times Wine Club website. From all of us here at the Georgian, thank you very much for listening and we hope to see you next week for more Wine Times. As you're listening to me, Daisy, Apple's iPhone disassembly robot, is dismantling an iPhone into lots of recyclable parts. That's how Apple recovers more materials than conventional recycling methods. Thanks, Daisy. There's more to iPhone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.